You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to opening up discussions that most men aren't having, but you certainly don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. This is a weekly program and your comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. Ah, here in the United States, this is the week of Thanksgiving. Um, so if you're listening to this around Thanksgiving, um, I give thanks to you for listening. And uh, even if you're not listening to this around Thanksgiving, we, uh, we give you thanks for, uh, for being part of the Real Men Feel community, being uh, listeners to the show and all of that. This is episode 71. Astounding. I think when we started this, well, it was a year and a half ago now, mm -hmm. I think like, oh, maybe, I wonder if we'll make a second one. <laughs> you know? And right. now we have 71 shows later. <laughs> so uh, with me as always is my good friend, uh, a fellow coach, another man willing to feel it all, Mr. Apio Hunter. Hey, Andy. It's been, you know, I've missed our weekly chats, our weekly shows, but taking a break has actually been good, too, because it's, it's given us a chance to, you know, renew and recharge and to feel a lot in the process. So it's yeah. great. Yeah, so it'll be going on. So uh, tonight we're being joined by Owen Sharp. He's the CEO of the Movember Foundation. Now, I've heard of Movember um, for the last few years, probably, but I don't know much about it. So, so Owen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Awesome. So, you know, let's start with the basics. You know, what is Movember? Uh, it's a great question. Um, Movember is, in many ways, I think, one of the most inspiring story of, of, of what men can do. Um, 13 years ago, um, a few guys getting together in Melbourne in Australia came up with the idea that they would like to do something to raise some money um, and to make uh, people a bit more aware about prostate cancer. And they came up with a fantastically simple but powerful idea of saying, why don't we grow a moustache for one month of the year, bring back the moustache. Um, and that year, um, they managed to get together about 30 friends to do it. And now we sit here 13 years later, and November is heading towards having raised, getting on close for a billion dollars worth of money, uh, probably being the biggest single funder of prostate cancer research and one of the leading voices now in uh, mental health um, issues for men. So it genuinely is a case of kind of showing that movement of change that, that, that can happen um, that comes from men. So, um, yeah, it's a real inspiration and it's quite simply based on the idea of having this daft thing on your face every month. <laughs> well, I live with daft things on my face uh, month to month. 
uh, myself, but it's mostly out of laziness. I haven't used it to promote a good cause like this. But, um, you know, I saw that what I loved, it, it, the Movember Foundation had this uh, summation of just one simple goal, and it was to stop men dying too young. Yeah. And I love the power and simplicity of that. Um, Apio and I both have had a history of depression. I'm a survivor of multiple suicide attempts. Mm. Um, so depression, suicide prevention, suicide awareness, um, the risk factors in men. It's been uh, a subject that we've covered many times on the show um, with guests, with our personal lives. So uh, again, I'm, I'm psyched that you're here. I'm psyched of how much you've grown. Um, how did you originally get involved yourself? So my uh, original involvement in Movember came, so the, the role that I worked for, you may have guessed from my um, strange dulcet tones that I'm not from the US, I'm uh, from the UK. What? Um, I know, it's hard. I'm trying to disguise it, but it's not worked. Um, I was, uh, worked for um, the biggest prostate cancer charity in the UK, um, which is, so Prostate Cancer UK, which is one of the main leading partners of Movember in the UK. I ended up working at Prostate Cancer UK because um, a long time ago when I was much younger um, and less grey was, um, I'm a nurse by background. I trained in Glasgow in Scotland, um, was primarily a trauma and an emergency nurse working in accident emergency rooms. Um, and I've seen the impact of men not looking after their health or struggling with their health all through my professional career. So I am... Couldn't be prouder to do the job that I do today. Mm. Yes, definitely. Now I'm kind of I'm curious. So so, Movember started off as to raise awareness for prostate cancer in particular. When did it start to branch out into other areas of men, men's health, particularly such as you know the mental health aspect of it? Um, that started uh, probably sort of five or six years after it had been up and running, and because it started in Australia, it. The first place that they decided to branch out was into um, in, into mental health in Australia, whether it had been going longest as a campaign. Mm -hmm. And the primary reason for that was the community telling us, the people who were growing moustaches, the people who cared an awful lot about prostate cancer, were saying on a more and more regular basis that we ourselves or people that we are close to are struggling with aspects of mental health. And it just feels like a increasingly big and important issue, partly because we're talking about it more, mm -hmm. but also partly just because I think it was becoming more and more prominent um, in the experience of men. So it really was the community that drove us to that. And it started and, and a lot of what we do is about suicide prevention. And it was because, our Mo Bros and Mo Sisters were saying, actually, in the, you know, so the thing about Movember is actually you come together once a year and you often tell yourself stories about what's happened in the past year. Mm -hmm. And far too often we were hearing from the people that we come together with is that actually we had lost one or two people, one or two men in our lives to suicide. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're a global community and you're hearing that on a regular basis, we felt we had something to do. We needed to do something about it. And I think many of the issues around mental health and suicide is to do with men being men. And Movember has proven that we are good at talking to and engaging men. So we felt we almost had a responsibility to use that skill set, the, the fun that we're good at generating and doing when people grow moustaches, celebrating the thing that men can do, taking that and bringing it in, driving the conversations that can save lives from a mental health perspective. I love that. 
So you mentioned having um, brothers and sisters involved mm. in this. So how, how, how do women take part in, uh, in Movember? So when it started, the way that women took part was by kind of supporting and frankly giving permission for guys to grow moustaches. Because <laughs> when we did this 13 years ago, the idea of having facial hair was still really unusual. You know, we've kind of been through the 70s and people didn't do it. So it was, it was a really unusual thing to do. It's obviously much more common at the moment and more on vogue. Um, so we talked and, and the idea of most sisters came up really because they were supporting their men doing something for themselves, doing charitable activity. Men generally don't do things for charity. That's actually relatively unusual. And so it started with most sisters being the supporters and actually saying there to guys, no, you go and do this stuff. We, we do a lot of stuff for breast cancer in the month of October. You go and do something and we'll support. Now we've evolved that actually Movember, you can do a physical activity for Movember. So if you don't want to grow a moustache, you can move for Movember. So you set yourself a target and do something. So obviously you don't have to have the ability to grow a moustache to do that. And we also encourage people to host events for Movember as well. So host a quiz, host a party, host a barbecue if you're lucky to live in a part of the world where the month of November is not too cold. But um, just do something to, to talk about men's others, to celebrate it and say that we care about the men in our lives. And that's not exclusively to men. So that's how women can get involved and more and more of them do every year. Cool. And, and uh, so you mentioned it started in Australia. Mm -hmm. I know you're in the UK and now you're in the US. So how many countries is the Movember Foundation active in? So we tend to say that we are active in 21 countries. Um, the reality is this is a global movement and you can't stop people growing moustaches and, and, and talking about men's health. But with 21 countries is where we tend to raise a fairly significant level of money that ends up getting invested back in. But actually, if you look across the board, there's nearly 100 places, uh, countries where people would grow moustaches, some description. But 21 countries is where we kind of operate and actually spend money and, and, and do charitable activities based on um, the amount that's raised and put it into prostate cancer research or testicular cancer research or, or uh, awareness of mental health. Are there, are there areas that you uh, would like to get into further or are you kind of hitting all the sweet spots for men's health right now? Do you mean geographically or do you mean uh, issue-wise and, and uh, research and fundraising and, and other aspects that you... Um, I think for a while we should be sticking to the ones that we're doing because there's so much more to do. Um, the fact that, you know, more than three quarters of people who take their own lives are men. The fact that prostate cancer will be the most common cancer of all types in the world in the next 10 to 15 years, yet it only happens to 50% of the population. Um, the fact that there is a growing evidence base for residual problems caused by testicular cancer, which generally is treated well and that people don't lose their lives to it, but we know there's a growing number of young or people who were young men who were diagnosed with testicular cancer and now are starting to, to really feel effects of, you know, fertility issues later in life or uh, real fear of recurrence of cancer, lots of residual, you know, issues in terms of forming relationships. I think we've got enough to do at the minute. The other thing that we do in all of this is spread the word around men engaging better with their health. The reason that we do move for November in the month of November is that we know that men need to take more physical, uh, to be more physically active. We know that men need to think a little bit more about accessing help earlier 
than uh, sooner rather than later. They're not doing enough of that at the moment. Um, so I think if we stick to those three main causes and use that as the mechanism to amplify um, and talk about some of the wider aspects of men engaging in their health, that will help even for things like heart disease, for things like chronic pain. Because if you learn the lessons from all of that, then you've got a real chance of kind of getting guys to be diagnosed earlier for lots of different conditions. So further down the line, we might get involved in more, but I think there's enough to do in the, in the main areas we're in at the moment. Yeah, cool. And uh, so, so we're getting towards the end of November. Mm. So you know, I'm, I'm sure there's just no way that anyone could support November 2017, or, or is there? Oh, how wrong you are, sir. Oh, how wrong you are. So we would absolutely encourage anybody that possibly can to register. Clearly, if you're going to start growing a moustache at this point in the year, it's going to be not that impressive by the end of the month, <laughs> unless you're one of those people who grows them kind of overnight. But still register show you care about this i would love to encourage you to make a donation i would love to encourage you to host an event even if it's just a few guys getting together for a pizza and and just having a conversation about some of this stuff it doesn't have to be big and grandiose if you want to make a ten dollar donation but even if you just want to go out and spread the word and talk about this stuff the more people that do it the more momentum we will generate the more of a snowballing effect so go to november.com absolutely and get on board and also that means we've get your details so that next year we will come and start reminding you quite early in september so that you absolutely will be growing a moustache at the start of the year oh cool so i wanted to ask if someone did want to get fully involved next year so yeah. september is kind of the sweet spot to get people we going. launch our website usually in early september i mean the website's there all the time but the new campaign we normally launch it in so we start the conversation reminding people but it's really important to say that november is a year-round uh foundation because we spend a month raising the money we do actually raise money from some other activities across the year but the bulk of the money that we raise we raise in one month, but we are spending it all year round. We are funding nearly 1,200 programs globally at the moment, be it prostate cancer research programs, be it community engagement programs, mental health. So we're here all year, and we talk to the community to tell them what we're spending the money on uh, that they have raised, because it's really important. If you've gone through the pain of growing moustache, asking people to give you money for doing it, you want to know that we're spending it on something that's actually making a difference. So we, we have a real responsibility to do that. Yeah, I actually was going to ask that if the fundraising activities were only restricted to like a certain period of the year or if it was something that happened year round. So now as some of the other year round activities that you mentioned that you alluded to, what are some of the types of activities that you guys do periodically through the year to continue to raising those funds? So we do two groups of activity across the year. Um, we're growing the amount of money that, or the amount of ways that we uh, raise money across the year. So we know that the primary source of our income is always going to be the month of November. But it's things like um, people are starting to run marathons for us. They're doing kind of other fundraising events, peer-to-peer -peer fundraising events that they might do um, in different markets and doing it because they're saying that November is my charity of choice. So you might be doing the marathon. You might be doing your local fun run. And I want to do it for November. So we're starting to see a lot more of that. We are forming some partnerships with some big corporate organizations who actually want to be supporting November all year round. So we have some corporate partnerships. And one of the main reasons that that links into is that we try to talk at key points in the year about some issues that affect men. So at the moment, an example of this is um, 
In the first uh, weekend of February is World Cancer Day. So we do some activity then to remind people that the, the issues that men face around cancer, to encourage them to going to get diagnosed early on to understand their risk factors. Um, the month of April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. So we do quite a lot of activity in April around that. And that's often about telling guys to make sure that they are um, understanding what self-examination looks like. And, um, you know, we, we, we tend to be quite kind of irreverent about that and, and um, you know, all the various jokes that you can make about uh, checking your nuts and, oh, there's, we've, got, we've got eons and oodles and jokes for that stuff. So we're good at that. We could do a whole month's worth of that, no problem. Um, uh, and then June, we do some activity around Father's Day because I think it's just a time that there's a key focus on men. Um, and also, you know, it's kind of a bit of an understanding that often being a dad is a great thing and a challenging thing for men as well. Mm. And we know it's one of the main transition points in life where men sometimes struggle. So we can do activity around that. And then in September, we have World Suicide Prevention Day, which happens somewhere in the middle of the month. So you can see that there's kind of key points yes. across the year that we're doing activity. And then for us, the month of, of November is the big one. And that's where we um, you know, do everything that we do to really bring the cause of men's health in the most general sense of the word to the fore. Cool. So, so you're not just uh, focusing on facial hair one month a year and, and disappearing and doing nothing the rest of the year at all? No, unfortunately, I don't get to go and take the rest of the year off. It'd be a great <laughs> job, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd like, be sweet. No, no it's... Um, and actually, we're already starting to think about future activity in 2018 and 2019. These things take a heck of a long time to build and to plan and to do them in a way that's exciting and engaging. So it, it goes on for a long time. But as I said earlier, for example, we are the biggest global funder of prostate cancer research in the world. We need to be out there talking to prostate cancer scientists. We need to be out there understanding what changes and, and what is happening um, uh, in the world of science. So one of the biggest things that Movember does and one of the reasons I'm proudest to be here is that we don't just fund great work. We work really hard to share the outcomes from that great work as quickly as possible. So we never want to have things being, um, you know, we don't want knowledge to become a currency. We don't want knowledge to be the thing that somebody uses as a way to get future funding for other activities. If you learn something about prostate cancer, we want to use our global network to share that information with as many scientists, as many doctors, as many clinicians as possible so that it can get to men as quickly in a way that will make a difference. That's one of the really big drivers. That means we have to constantly be out there sharing the information and learning from others. It's about learning and it's about knowledge translation, which is a huge aspect of what we do. It sounds almost like like the citizen science movement, mm. where you know there was it was it grew out of out of that need to share information and not make it proprietary. Share the information, make it readily available, help the you know help whatever it is that yeah. that information is being you know researched get out there so more people could take full advantage of it and continue to build on that knowledge. Yeah, absolutely right. It's the. I have a huge amount of respect for researchers and the research community. I, I think there's some great stuff going on. However, it is a world that is slightly driven by perverse incentives. Mm -hmm. It's if you're a leader of a research institution, probably the key thing that you're measured against is not the science you're producing, but are you bringing in future funding? Well, you're only going to bring in future funding if you don't actually solve the problem that you're there to solve. So there's a, if you take it to the ultimate degree, is there are a lot of great research institutions that you kind of ask, are they really set up 
to be finding the cure for cancer because if they find the cure for cancer there might be a danger they won't be there the day after so I, it's not as bad as that but i think what it's really saying is that we need to work with people who want to accelerate to a point where we won't be needed anymore and i always say and i've said this a lot publicly i said it in my previous role my job as a charity chief executive as a leader of charities to close this business down one day because we're here to solve a problem and if we if we're successful the ultimate kpi is you know we're here to stop men dying too young well where men are not dying that they're living the same length of time as women then ultimately you've done that job and therefore you don't need a november to cure the ills of men's health anymore so that's ultimately the type of people we want to work to my job is to close this place down one day and i want to work with people who cure with cancer and shut down their research institutions ultimately it's kind of a bit simplistic but that's the principle you're working on mm -hmm. yeah that, that that's very cool because it, it's amazing how quickly and expansively you've grown organically just in the last um 13 years but uh yeah interesting to see how how quickly you can stop you uh your existence being required <laughs> yes that's right i mean we're, I, we're not there yet let's <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not, I'm not to go. tomorrow it's um because <laughs> There are still too many really significant issues in men's health, but it, we have, I do feel that, you know, the fact that you guys are having conversations like this and people are listening to them on podcasts and engaging in it, like, I just don't think that would have happened a while ago. So we at least acknowledge there's an issue. We at least are starting yes. to reduce the stigma of some of the things that we're talking about. And, Mental health and suicide prevention are the ultimate examples of it, but actually men are dying of ignorance around prostate cancer. You know, they're dying not just because um it's a dreadful disease but they're dying with it because it's a disease that happens to guys below the belt because when you have to go and get tested for it you've got to have conversations that actually hit at the very heart of you know what we define or have traditionally defined it to be a map so men shy away from that so they go too late they're diagnosed too late and therefore they die too early and often they die pretty um you know they have unpleasant experiences through all of it so all of this comes together so we've got a long long way to go but what i do find very exciting in 13 years we've set a different table there is actually now a space to have these conversations we have actually managed to reduce the stigma around this stuff now we actually have to get on and do something with it and really change behavior we change yeah. the conversation now we've got to change the behavior Right. So the, the subject matters, stigma is going away and, mm. and you've been around and done enough um, fundraising and, and research to not just be seen as, oh, it's those silly mustache guys. Yeah. Right? You're, you're really a, a global player in, in men's health. And that, mm. that, that's, um, th that's the biggest surprise to me personally in, in learning about, about your yeah. organization. Yes, absolutely. And, and the other thing that has gone well is that the silly mustache part of it, we've put good use to as well. So November is fun. The month of November is, is about growing a daft moustache. It's about, it's also about coming together with your friends, with your mates, with other people to celebrate this daft moustache and have fun doing it. And we've managed to use that fun as a vehicle for actually driving conversations, for having change, but also building a brand and a brand that's fairly cool, a brand that seemed to be something you want to be part of. And, and once again, Movember has been great, and this is way happened way before my time. I can't take any credit for it. But you know, when I was, for example, at Prostate Cancer UK and came into the world of prostate cancer research, it was not seen as a sexy area of cancer research that you would go into to be a prostate prostate cancer research scientist. Mm 
Well, actually, with the money that Movember's brought in, but also the kind of the brand and the, the, the fun and the coolness of it, prostate cancer is where young researchers want to go and work now. It's where the most exciting people want to be because you get given a white coat with a moustache on it. You get to have fun. You get celebrated. We talk about our heroes. The heroes are the people who grow moustaches. They are the scientists. They're the lab technicians who are doing this stuff. It's not us. It's not anyone around. We, we made those people feel special. We made the researchers. We celebrated them. We carry on doing that. And actually, it's now an area that more people want to work in than used to be. And that's another real success at the moment movement in the 13 years and something that I think everybody here should be very proud of because they put a lot of effort into it and it's made a real difference and as I said in the limited time I've been in it prostate cancer has become a sexy thing to be involved in and you would have you would have never said that seven years ago I think you hit on a couple of really important factors there as far as the fun component. You know, people love to do things that are fun, but even more so that sense of belonging, particularly, you know, every human being has that sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And to be able to be part of a fun movement and belong to something that other guys are participating in and doing, I think has really... To me, it seems like it's really helped to drive that much more quickly versus as opposed to dry you know, conversations with slides that, you know, will put you to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and this is something that I've seen Movember do. And um, uh, we did quite a lot when I was at Prostate Cancer UK as well. We have to talk to men about the issues that we're talking to them about in terms of their health in the way that they would talk to one another about everything else. There is no point doing it differently. There is no point making it too medical or even making it too kind of emotional or soppy or whatever the right word is. We need to talk, you need to go to where men are and you need to talk to men like men if you're gonna make a difference around this stuff. And that's a big part of what we've done as part of this movement. And, and that was why this idea of using a moustache and the celebration and doing move events, doing activity, but that's the platform by which you're having the conversations that can change lives, you know, and it's not just the life that, it's not the information you give somebody and they use it in the month, it's a piece of information that they have and a change of behaviour that might come into place next June when they need to do something. It might be the conversation that they're going to have with a friend and ask them if they're okay when they wouldn't have previously done it. It's, it's all of that little incremental stuff that can make the big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I just had uh, my first prostate check was just last year. And I remember uh, posting on Facebook after it, like, oh, I finally feel like an adult. I had my prostate checked. You know? But uh, a few years ago, people weren't celebrating that at all. But uh, no. it's, a, it's, a, it's a new type of rite of passage in life, really. Yeah. Isn't it? But, you know, <laughs> one of those things that was happening, but nobody was talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> a, a hidden ritual of adulthood. Yeah. Absolutely. I have a year to go before I get to start have my first part of the rituals. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> That's and awesome. Apio, in, in the time I've known you, I, you've never had uh, a mustache. Have you ever had one? I actually have. I actually have had a mustache. Um, it was about 10 years ago or so I actually had, you know, goatee, actually, much like yours. Um, a little more refined. And, but I am somebody who can grow a really impressive mustache in just about four days. Wow. So I, I still have time to do it. Well, you I'm do. All right. You just set yourself up there. There's absolutely right. no excuse. Nope. No excuse. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying I'm to. I was just, I was just paving the way so we could play. Should be part of it next year, but you just yeah, you no, it. Well, <laughs> we can, we can still do. That. 
But by the time you're having dessert on Thanksgiving, I want to see how much is there, right? <laughs> All right. All I right. have to say those people, I get very jealous of those people. My moustache is, is hard work and it's, it's, it's still quite ropey when I get it there. But uh, it's um, the people that literally kind of... You, the, one of the strangest things now about Movember is even when I started, it was seeing people growing. But nowadays, these days, you go into an office, it's actually, because the thing is, in theory, you start the month clean shaven. And so many people have facial hair. Is actually the biggest change now Movember has is you go in on the first and everybody turns up clean shaven and you don't recognize most people that you work with. <laughs> but some people you then see grow something like virtually in the first morning of Movember. You can virtually see this thing popping up and I'm sitting there squeezing away thinking, it's going to be at least two weeks before this is barely noticeable. But uh, <laughs> we like to celebrate those that struggle the most and have the lamest mo. We really like to celebrate those guys because we feel they've gone above and beyond for the, for the whole month. They've, they've suffered in a way that makes a real difference. Right. Truly. Right. Yeah. Go I have to agree. Yeah. I buy that. <laughs> well, cool. So, um, well, definitely next next September, I will I'll take the. Uh, we will hold you to that, guys. We'll absolutely. Yeah, well, I gotta hold you. We're gonna have we're gonna have you or someone else come, yeah. on, come on in September mm -hmm. to get the advance word out. Yeah. And, uh, and really try to drive up some. Uh, you know, we've got a, a pretty large real men feel community on Facebook, and we'll, we'll try to get a whole real men feel uh, mustache challenge going on. And uh, and yeah, and I'll I'll. Oh, I love I'm I'm down. <laughs> I am so in. Oh. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see you've boasted big about this mustache. We have to say hey, it. I have to I have to do something <laughs> impressive by the end of the month here. So <laughs> awesome. I love it. So I was actually kind of curious about a lot of the information that you guys are sharing on the website because I, yeah. I in particular, of course, you know, because of my own personal involvement with with emotional intelligence awareness and and mental health challenges and so forth, and you know, not just involvement but experience with that as well. I, I one of the things that really kind of struck me was just the simple way you guys are are presenting that information in ways that just kind of like it's there it's available and not making it too um complex and i guess that really talks to your approach meet speak to men in the way that men speak to each other and is that how you present all that information on the site yeah well thank you for that feedback that that that's nice to hear because it it, it means that we're doing something yes that is we we aim there's a few reasons for it. There is a level of speak. There is definitely a big part of it is speaking to way men the way they speak to one another and that they would want information about other things. Um, often you can go to other places if you are somebody who really wants a lot of the technical information and you want a lot of that. And, you know, that's what you might get from medical professionals. And But it's, we think, particularly because there's a low, not a low base, but the, the, the Broadly, this stuff hasn't been talked about too much. It's much better to teach guys two or three things that they need to know that can take them to the next level and, and, and make a big difference. And so one of the things that we've done, for example, in the past 12 months that I'm most proud of is that um, for World Suicide um, Prevention uh, Day, which was, as I said earlier, is at the beginning of September, we did quite a lot of um, activity on Facebook and on our own, um, our own platform around a campaign that we called Unmute. And what we were doing with the Unmute campaign was really teaching guys the simple lessons that are about how you listen to what somebody's saying to you, the hidden 
the hidden cues in conversations. What's the real thing that's being said to you, but also what's the, um, what's the next level of skills that you need to ask questions. So when somebody says to you, you know, typical kind of man thing, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. It's like, when and how do you need to ask the next level questions and the questions beyond that, that actually help get to something that you're not doing those superficial conversations that men have. So how do we give guys some just slightly different basic life skills that might help improve this stuff alongside some additional life information and things that they need to know along the way, but always in a way that's entertaining, easy to remember, easy to access, and that is there, um, you know, that is going to resonate with them because there is no point doing it in a pious way. There's no point doing it in a scientific way or a complicated way because it's only going to land with a very few people. Right. right. Yeah, you don't want to give people another reason to avoid the subject matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if you can make it fun, if you can make it funny, if you can make it memorable, then you have a real chance of it, of it um, sticking. Um, we as guys, and this is a generalization, and I try very hard not to generalize about 50% of the population, but we're not very good at not feeling in control. We're not very good at not knowing things, which is often why we're not great at reaching out for information and reaching out for, for help at, at the earliest of stages. But it's good as a man to feel equipped with some information. It's good to feel... I have a little bit more control. I have a little bit more knowledge. Then I, I like to know that I have some sense of participation in it. It's why guys respond very strongly to um, kind of lists and tasks and challenges that they want to do as part of their recovery and stuff like that. So we've done a lot of work in some of the areas that we've done around prostate cancer. And um, we've developed tools for guys to map um, where they are on the journey as they go through the journey of prostate cancer. And sometimes they are times when they're facing really severe incontinence, really severe impact on their sexual function. And guys don't like that, but actually if they know what they're going through is relatively normal and that it can get better and that they can be part of it if they do X, Y, and Z, they feel so much better. It doesn't, it matters a lot if your sexual function is really badly affected, but it uses, well, that happens to seven to eight, eight out of 10 men every time and it's normal and it will get better if you do x y and z then men feel empowered around that stuff they just don't want to feel helpless in the whole thing they want to feel part of it so that's a really good kind of let's give them some simple things to do some participation and, and feel engaged in all and it really has a very strong evidence base it helps on that yeah. basis yeah i think i think it's true for all human beings but, and, yeah. and especially just to find out that you're not the only one Mm. you're the one person in the world going through this right now and it's never been happened before and oh wait there's a community that, and that's one of the great things of the internet and social media and and your foundation of of letting guys know they're not alone and, and giving guys more information and letting them feel in control yeah. and empowered about it and yeah, i did I this, uh, you, oh. you have a unique uh, soap on the rope product we do yes and what is that I, called <laughs> uh well you can call it whatever you like but uh, essentially it is um uh, it's uh, testicles on a rope in the shape of soap, but it's, uh, it's been a great tool to um, get us talking as men about the, the concepts of self-examination, the same way that women are being taught to, to do self-examination, their breasts, and obviously a shower is, the great, is a great place to be doing uh, self-examination, actually, because it's um, from a physical response point of view, it's actually quite a good time 
to do it body wise but it's just been a brilliant conversation driver to kind of have this the know know thy nuts uh, soap on a rope um, shaped like a testicle there's no other way to put it um, uh, and uh, it's really been a great you know it's it guys love it they we love to have a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke around this stuff and we like to be a bit silly about it but actually somewhere in the background if that's the thing that guys are going away kind of having a laugh but realizing you know what it might actually change my behavior because i know a little bit more about testicular cancer and the signs and symptoms of it then i'm all for that i think it's brilliant cool so so yet another way to get involved uh, to help um, raise money for all the great research you do and the suicide prevention and awareness is you know instead of going to the malls on black friday and doing it you know just Go online and get, you know, nutsack soap for everyone you know. Absolutely. Go and buy yourself a scrotum and uh, it will, uh, we should put it in the post to you. Um, it will keep you clean and it will teach you lots about your testicles. What more do you want? Right. <laughs> in fact, the, the know thy nuts stuck with me. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I saw that. I laughed. I'm like, that's, that definitely will stick with me now. Yeah, <laughs> and and Laurie uh, put it here in the chat. It's the perfect stocking stuffer. Um, yes, I'd never thought of it that because normally we launch it in April. I'd not thought of it as a Christmas gift and oh, yeah. all the all the, uh, the the ensuing jokes that you can do around stockings. But um, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. I shall do a lot of work on that. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of material I, there, isn't I, there? I, 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 I sense a December campaign for you coming soon. <laughs> You're on to something. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Laurie has great ideas. Every single time where we have a conversation, she, she chimes in with something really good. So. That is impressive. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so I, i'm actually kind of curious going kind of circling back to a little bit slightly earlier conversation that we we're having about is the reach of the movember movement and how yeah. the majority of the donations tend to come from 21 different countries and so yeah. where do you see where have you seen the greatest movement in the conversation and in the awareness and what do you hope to see as far as areas of the world where there's a bit more resistance yeah that's a great question it's um i mean we've i think i think there's a flow and i think you know november started in australia and then it moved to the us and canada and the uk and now you know a few years later it's got into europe and we're seeing it in parts of asia and parts of um africa now um i think as it moves through, it almost starts with cancer. I think cancer is a is a kind of is one of those things that where you have men engaging in there. It's it's a physical thing. It's almost there's a perception is that it's this dreadful thing that happens to guys. There's no there's not so much stigma around it. There is stigma around it, but there's not as much. And it's you almost need to be talking around cancer and general health mm -hmm. first for men before you can really get into the issues around mental health. I think the stigma that still exists around mental health yeah. is greatest. Um, and I don't think leading in the places where you'll just start in the conversation around men's health with mental health is probably too big a jump to get the mm -hmm. get communities and societies to recognize that men's health is an issue and to get them to recognize that mental health is an issue both at once is probably too big a jump. Right. So that's tended to be the pattern of where we've got. And I think as you look across the markets and those that are emerging in the conversations are coming is that you are starting to see them suddenly getting 
to grips with and starting to think about and address issues of suicide, depression, and mental health in the communities where they've been talking about cancer for a while. So I don't think, and as I sort of alluded to earlier, actually things like signs, the other reason we do a lock around testicular cancer is not just because of the effect it has. If I can get guys talking in their teens about their testicles and we can get them doing things at that point in time, then we have a chance that we're going to be able to talk to them about their mental well-being later on and prostate cancer later on. So actually, if you have those conversations earlier and you make them a bit funny, but you're talking about something quite scary and quite personal around your testicles, then we do set themselves up to be more mature and have the ability and the skills for conversations later in life. Clearly, mental health um, issues can happen to, to, to men and boys at any point in time, but at least if you've set up, let's talk about your testicles, let's talk about testicular cancer, then there is a skill set that probably they wouldn't have previously. Yeah, for sure. So I, speaking of the testicular cancer, I remember seeing a campaign. It was like a campaign video not long ago, uh, maybe about six or seven months ago. And it's out of Australia, where an Australian rugby team was essentially being encouraged to know their nuts, essentially. Was that something that was inspired by Movember or were you aware of that particular campaign at all or? Yeah, no, it was, it was inspired. The no, no, that okay. is part of it. So yes, there's uh, and, and we do tend to find um, that um, sport um, and rugby in Australia is a, um, they are great supporters of a lot of what Movember does because one of the things that we, no Movember has been from day one is it's really, it works very well for teams. It works very well, be it sports team, be it community teams, be it workplace teams. So of people who registered to do Movember, somewhere between 65 and 75% every year are people who actually do it as part of a team. It might be the workplace, or it might be just a few colleagues at work, it might be a few friends, or it might be your sport club. So actually those sort of conversations um, almost easier to have if you're having them collectively to be a bit silly about it. But also, particularly professional sports people, we, we want to work through with them because they are guys who, once again, it's this concept of going to where men are. It's about, right. let's talk to guys about their health for a few minutes when they're going to a football game, when they're going to a rugby game, when they're doing, because that's when you're most likely to get through to them. In, in, in that way so that's a big part of what we do so yes yeah that was absolutely out of uh, um, likely to be something that we've done and we get the other thing is we get some really great engagement mm. um, pieces we get great work coming from our community every year every point in this is that we come up with an idea we come up with something like know thy nuts and they just run with it literally and they'll they'll take it so much further and go you know have so many more great ideas about how they can spread the message some of which we have to slightly close our eyes to that's fine. That's fine. for sure <laughs> we've had another one born tonight yes absolutely <laughs> cool so uh, you mentioned the, the website earlier but uh, again if people what's the best place for people to go if they want to get involved you know right now movember.com um it's that simple um, and I think it's uh, hopefully people will go and really like what they see and feel part of it. If you are able to donate, if you are able to register this month, uh, please do so. Uh, we couldn't be more grateful if you do that. But also, 
No, it's there all year round as a resource. It's a place that you can go and find out about some aspects of men's health. So it's there when you need it. So yes, please go to Movember.com. And if you know anybody who's going through the pain and the joy of growing the moustache, make sure you support them. Make sure you make a donation to them because they, they need your love. All right. Beautiful. And so, uh, so, so Apio, I'm going to, you know, uh, get you officially once again, saying what your, what your goal is, what you're going to do this, this, this very month. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't put a number on it just yet, but I absolutely will be going in there and, and registering and that mustache starts tonight. Fantastic. So I so what, the so razor what, may hit the rest of my face, but yeah. not here. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll at least uh, update everyone at, at the end of November with, with a blog post and a photo at least. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yes. And Challenge then, uh, accepted. And, and for next year, yeah, I really pledge we'll, uh, we'll do a, a show in September dedicated to Movember and we'll get the whole real men feel community, uh, get some people that probably haven't done this yet, get some, uh, some fresh mustache blood going, uh, some fresh, uh, knowers of thy nuts <laughs> <laughs> exactly whatever we can do yeah. fantastic beautiful fantastic awesome so uh i, I want to thank you for joining us i know uh oh and this is this is your busiest month so i appreciate you uh, making some time for for us to get to know you and the foundation and all the good work that you're doing it's been an absolute privilege. It's been great to talk to you, and it, I've done my job. I've recruited another Mobro tonight, so that, that's good work for me. So, uh, no, it's been a delight, and thank you guys for, for all that you do as well, and having the conversation, spreading the word. 71 podcast in is fantastic, and, and this is all part of a – we're all part of a broader movement for men's health. Talking about these things actually genuinely saves lives. So on behalf of a lot of men out there, to you, thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to seeing your – your mows either this year or next year and both. I'm sure they'll be spectacular. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, uh, thank you. Thanks, Apio. Thanks, Laurie. Everyone uh, joining us live and, and listening to this whenever you're listening. And um, it's really cool to, to discover that mustaches can save lives. Indeed. So Real Men Feel will be taking a break for the, uh, the holidays, but we're uh, busy planning our big, bold, powerful, and fun series episodes for 2018. Um, but I bet we'll uh, pop up with a surprise or two before this year is out as well, certainly with uh, Apio's mustache update and perhaps something else in December. But, uh, but officially, you know, have a great holiday season, happy Thanksgiving, uh, have a great um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, everything else that's out there, whatever you invent. Festivus, my favorite is Festivus. Um, I hope you don't air too many grievances. <laughs> but uh, whatever you do, grow your mustache, take care of your nuts, check your prostate, right? And be willing to talk, be willing to feel. And most importantly, be, be willing to talk and feel. All right. Thanks again, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org, join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook, and share what you thought of this show. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.